Good evening to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Welcome to K Chapel. Welcome to this, our Wednesday night Bible study. I'm so glad that you are here, excited uh, to get into this lesson on tonight. Glad that you are joining us. Listen, you know, we're not gonna waste any time. Go ahead and share it with your neighbor, share it with your friend, share it with everybody. Put some thumbs up on the, on the um, Facebook or YouTube, however you're connecting with us. So glad that you're doing that, but go ahead and let's let's work those algorithms to our advantage. Put some likes and some thumbs ups and all of those things uh, so that we can make sure that this word is getting out. I'm, I'm getting a lot of, of good feedback from you guys saying that this is the kind of Bible study that you've been waiting and wanting for wait, wanting and, and waiting for. And I'm glad I'm glad that uh, that it that it's blessing you. So uh, don't be stingy with it. Share it with your neighbor. Share it with your friend. If you know someone who's been wanting to understand more of how to read the Bible, what the Bible says, how to interpret it. This is the Bible study that's for you and for them. So glad that you are here. T.A. is with us. Uh, so y'all say hello to T.A., the man behind the scenes who's always working it out for us. T.A., can we see who's in the house with us on tonight? Let's say good evening to Sister Ruth Dale. Good evening. Good to see you, Sister Dale. Audrey Samuels is with us. God bless you. Good to see you. Pigtail 100. I don't know who Pigtail is, but I'm glad you're here. Amen. God bless you. Faye Foster, good to see you. Faye Foster, God bless you. Linda Wilson is with us on tonight. God bless you. Sister Wilson, Beverly Johnson, God bless you. Good to see you. Sister Johnson, Alta Clark is with us on tonight. God bless you. Marilyn Langford is with us on tonight as well. Mother Sexton is with us. God bless you. Listen, you know what we want you to do? Go ahead and let us know where you're viewing from as well. If you're outside of the Jackson area in particular, we want to know where you're watching us from, where you're sharing this uh, from whatever city you're in, whatever state you're in, let us know where you're watching from so that we can give you a special shout out. And thank you for sharing with us on tonight. Shelba Moore, good to see you. Sister Moore, God bless you. Francis Moody is with us on tonight. God bless you, Sister Moody. Doris Alexander, God bless you, Sister Alexander. I know if you're here, then Brother Alexander is somewhere as well, close by. Amen. Mary Bell, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Bell. We thank God for you. Sister Butler, is with us on tonight. Amen. God bless you, Sister Butler. Our other Linda Wilson. Amen. Both of our Linda Wilsons are with us tonight. Amen. Jerome Harrington. God bless you. Good to see you, Brother Harrington. David Stevenson, all the way from Indianola, Mississippi. God bless you. Good to see you. Lily Naylor. Amen. Good to see you all. You all keep coming in. Keep coming in. I see some people from North Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Sherling Harding, amen. Good to see you all. Canton, Mississippi, Daisy Jackson, God bless you. Yeah, tell us where you're from, where, you look, where you're tuning in from. God bless you. We're going to give you all special shout outs. Greenville, South Carolina. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Don't know exactly where it is, but I know I know it's some good uh, eating in Greenville, South Carolina. Amen. God bless you. So good to have you with us, Sister Giles, Eugene Giles. Amen. Listen, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer, and we will get into our Bible study for tonight. Amen. Father God, we bless you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for who you are, all that you give and all that you do. But most importantly, God, for all that you are to us, you are our everything, and we bless you, O oh God. God, we thank you for your word, for the truth of your word, for the power of your word for the faithfulness of your word, for the trustworthiness of your word. Lord, we're grateful that you give this to us as 
vessels pouring into us who you are and the revelation of who you would have us to be. And so now, God, we pray that you open our eyes as we continue to study how to study your word, as we study how to read your word, as we study how to interpret your word. God, we pray that you give us fresh eyes. We pray that you give us anointed understanding. We pray, oh God, that you direct our footsteps for your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. Gwendolyn Brown from Vicksburg. I see you. Glenda Grant from, uh, uh, from Plano, Texas. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you as well. Uh, Sister Lawson from Dadeville, Alabama. Amen. Good to see you all as well. Amen. All right. Listen, let's um, let's 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 catch back up. Let's catch back up. We want to we want to um, we want to talk tonight. We've been we've been we've been trying to lay the groundwork because remember, I told you after this month, y'all, after this month, we're, we're, we're getting into the Bible. We're getting into the reading of the Bible. All right. After this month, we will be reading the Bible from cover to cover. Uh, we've been trying to lay the groundwork so that as you read your Bible, you're, you're, you'll have a better understanding of what you're reading, but also how to read it. Uh, so we've been trying to lay this groundwork, lay this foundation um, uh, so that you don't fall into the same traps, perhaps, that you've fallen into uh, prior to, to, to this study. Tonight, we want to, tonight we want to uh, talk about reading the Old and the New Testaments, reading the Old and the New Testaments. Um, and what I will do, again, um, let's see here. Am I supposed to get that on? There we go. Thank you, sir. Thank you, T.A. Like that. I was not supposed to bring that up. Thank you, sir. Reading the Old and the New Testaments. Um, what I want to do tonight is uh, kind of give um let's see how should i say it i want to give the story the 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 general picture big picture of the stories of the old and the new testament right because you remember i said i said some time ago one of the problems and one of the issues with reading the old the old testament in particular is that it's not just a linear story right that that there, there will be, you'll be, um, you know, reading um, in, in some parts of the Old Testament narrative, historical narrative. Uh, in other parts of the Old Testament, you'll be reading uh, poetry. Uh, poetry, however, that is written in the time of uh, some, written in the time in the time of the exile. Some that's written in the time of the uh, the kings. Uh, and so it, it can it can be. You know, kind of difficult to place uh, yourself in the reading of the text uh, if you don't understand the time periods, and that's what we want to zero in on tonight: uh, the periods uh, of 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 the scriptures, the time periods. Because if we can classify those those large chunks of time, I think we can better. Uh, place. So when you open up the Bible, whatever whatever book you're reading from, if you decide you just want to read from, I don't know, the book of Ezra, 
if you understand that that big chunk of time that Ezra represents, then you it'll it'll help you to make it make sense. And that's all that's all I want to do. That's all I pray that these lessons are doing. It's helping you to make it make sense um, in, in, in your study time. Okay. So just as a bit of review, uh, we want to look at, uh, we want to remind ourselves about the classifications of the Old Testament books. Um, we said, um, uh, and I, I want to, I want to give you, I want to give you these numbers. And I want to do it in a different way tonight that might make it even more easier to understand, right? Um, 512, 5512, all right? 512, 5512. Let me do that again. 512, 5512. If you remember that, 512, 5512, you're going to remember the general classifications of the books of the Old Testament. Remember the 39 books, right? 39 books. We talked about how to remember that old, uh, three letters in old, nine letters in Testament, 39 books in the Old Testament, uh, three letters in old in new, nine letters in Testament, three times nine is 27. So there's 27 books in the New Testament. Um, so those 39 books, 5, 12, 5, 5, 12. Okay, I'm going to show it to you right now. I'll show it to you right now. 512, five books of law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's the first five. That's your first five. And remember we said that the first five represent or constitute the Pentateuch, uh, the books of law, right? They're also a part of the stories, right? The, the, it's the stories of the Hebrew people. So 512, the next 12 are the books of history. These are also your stories, right? So you've got uh, from Joshua uh, all the way through Esther. These are your books of history. So you got 512. Now your next two fives, the first five, the books of poetry, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Songs of Solomon. That's your first five. Your second five. Let's see. Um, am I, I think I'm freezing up here, TA. Uh, let's see. My computer is slowing up. Uh, oh, boy. Let's see if I can get out of this. Hopefully, you all can still hear me. My, my, uh, my, my computer froze up just a minute. Let's see. Okay, I think we're on now. Okay, five, twelve, five. The next five, uh, the the major prophets, and then the next twelve, the minor prophets. Okay, so let, let's go back. Let's see if my computer is going to act act like it's uh. All right, here we go. All right, five, twelve, five, five, twelve, five. First five books of law, twelve books of history, five books of poetry five books of the major prophets, and then 12 books of the minor prophets. And that's it, 5, 12, 5, 5, 12. If you remember, oh boy. Uh, if you remember, what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna see if I can switch really quickly. 
because uh, because my computer is slowing down. If 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 it's if it's good on your end, great. But it is uh, mine is not responding on my end. I'm not sure why that is. Um, gosh, tell you what, TA, can you? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Thank you. You go ahead and take control of it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, because I, I don't know what, why my computer is slowing up like this. So if you will, T.A., let's let's go back to the. Um, let's go back to the uh, the previous slide where where it gives the last five and the last 12. Sorry about sorry about this, people, but technology will do this sometimes. Thanks, T.A. Uh, so five, twelve, five, five, twelve, the last five. Books of the major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel, right? And then the last 12 are the minor prophets. And remember we said there's, there, there's nothing minor about the minor prophets except for the length of the books, right? It's not that they are any less significant uh, or any less important. They're just minor just because of the length of the book, okay? The length of the books. So you get it. You get it, right? 5, 12, 5, 5, 12. Five books of law. 12 books of history, five books of poetry, five books of the major prophets, 12 books of the minor prophets, and you got the Old Testament. That's it. Folks, you got it. I, I can't wait till somebody asks a K Chapel member uh, some trivia questions about the Old Testament, Old Testament, because y'all gonna blow it out of the water. I can tell already. Y'all gonna y'all are waiting for somebody to ask y'all some biblical questions. <laughs> five, 12, five, five, 12, five books of what law? 12 books of what? History. Five books of poetry. You got it. Five books of, you got it, the major prophets. Yeah. And then 12 books of the minor prophets. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Okay. So, and and remember we said, we said after the, um, uh, uh, you, so you've got the, uh, the five books of law. The 12 books of history, the five books of, of poetry or sermons and sayings. And then we talked about those last books being the sermons, the sermons that the prophets, both minor and major, the sermons that they preached uh, to the Hebrews because of their up and down in sin. Okay. So that, that's, the, that's the general classification, the general classification of the books of the Old Testament. Now, what I want to do tonight is I want to look at those books and put them in the period of times that they represent, okay? So let's look at the periods, the periods of time that they represent. Um, because... If if you get this, y'all, if you get this, you got it. If you get this, you have the story of the Old Testament and the New Testament. You got the story of the whole Bible. I'm about to give it to you, hopefully, in about 10 minutes. Because I, I need to let you go early this, this evening. Because I, 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 well, I need to let you go early. But I think in about 10 minutes, I can give you the overview of the whole Bible. And you'll have it. Are you ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So the Bible starts out, starts out with the creation. 
right? In the beginning. You, you know that, right? It's the creation account. What God created, how God created, how long it took God to create. It's the creation story. It's the fall of man, Adam and Eve, the fall in the garden, right? Uh, there is the flood, Noah and the flood, right? Y'all with me? And then there is the Tower of Babel that, uh, you remember they, they try to build this tall tower to get up to heaven and God will have no parts of it and he destroys it and you then create all the other nations. That's what we call the primeval uh, period, okay? And all of that, all of that, all of that is in Genesis. There's more that's in Genesis, but all of that is in Genesis. That represents about 2,000 years, right? As, as rough as, that's what the scholars say, okay? I, I can't, I can't, I can't vouch for that because look, nobody was there, okay? Nobody was there when, when uh, God created. So, you know, we, we, we're going off of, off of some, uh, some archaeological things, um, some, some, some uh, geological things, the shifts of, of, of tectonic plates and all these things that the geologists have, have determined to try to uh, narrow down how much time has, has taken place uh, or, or, ex or has, 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 has um, yeah, how, how much time it took to go from this to that. Um, I can't verify that because we weren't there, but that, that's what the scholars say, about 2,000 years, okay? Once you leave that, then you get into what's called the patriarchal period. These are, you know these guys, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. These are the patriarchs of the faith, right? And, and if you go to Genesis, you remember Genesis? This represents about 200 years, 215 years, it says here. Um, it, it, I'll just give you these key verses. And I, I know you got your hands tied up, T.A., so if you can't get the verses, that's fine. I'll just read them. Genesis 12. Genesis 12 and 1 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, or Abram rather, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. That's, that's Genesis 12 and 1. So you see the beginnings of the story of Abraham, right? And God is in covenant. He establishes a covenant with Abraham. You also see God's covenant with Isaac. Remember Isaac? You remember who Isaac was, right? Isaac is Abraham's son. He's not his only son. Remember, he had a son with, with uh, Hagar by the name of Ishmael. But it's Isaac whom God uh, says, I'm going to bless. I'm going to have covenant agreement with. And so Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, verse uh, 19. And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Right? So these are the patriarchs of the faith. This is God establishing covenant. Right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Joseph, you remember, is, is the one uh, who saves uh, the nation? Remember uh, when when there is a famine in 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 the land, and and J Joseph uh, goes to to Egypt, and 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 Potiphar uh, lifts him up 
and and there's this great um, um, uh, moment when when Joseph's brothers come to him and they are afraid because they have sold him into slavery. Y'all remember this story? They've sold him into slavery, and and they think that Joseph is going to be mad and and exact vengeance upon them. And Joseph says, "No, what you meant for evil, what God." You, you you know this, you know this. That's in Genesis 50. Genesis chapter 50, God meant it for good, right? Um, and so in Genesis 50, verse 24, Joseph said unto his brethren, uh, Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The, again, there it is. These are the patriarchs, right? Joseph is saying, God, God, swore, God is in covenant agreement with us. He's given us this land, right? And I'm not going to exact vengeance on you. What you meant for evil, God meant it for good, right? Yeah, y'all remember that. So, so, so this this gives us the story of the patriarchs. I believe if you keep reading, if you go back, if, if we can pull back up the uh, the timeline. Um, back on the yeah thank you and so genesis 50 sets us up for then bondage in egypt uh because why is there bondage in egypt if you look at exodus right exodus chapter 1 verse 8 if you look at exodus chapter 1 verse 8 you will see why there is bondage in egypt verse 8 says now there arose up a new king over egypt which knew not joseph that's it Right. And so Joseph, Joseph has 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 done all of these great things to save his people. He 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 is he is in relationship uh with 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 the Pharaoh there in Egypt, but there arises a new king, a new Pharaoh, who does not know Joseph, who does not know of the relationship between the Egyptians and the Hebrews. And because of that, and because of the fear that this king has because the hebrews are are growing their populations are swelling there there are more and more babies that that the hebrew women are producing there and and so he's looking and saying if we don't do something uh egypt is going to be run over with hebrew people and so they make them what slaves right y'all remember this why am i why am i y'all know all of this y'all know all of this. but this is this is the timeline right so we go from the from we go from uh, the primeval to the patriarchal. Now we go to bondage in Egypt. And you know how long that lasts. That lasts for 400 years, right? 400 years, they are in bondage. Moses comes along. He leads them out uh, of Egypt, crossing the Red Sea. You remember that. Uh, they then uh, have 40 years of wilderness dwelling. You remember what happens. They are um, uh, they, they, they have a promised land, but God does not take them to that promised land. What should have taken them 40 days to get there takes them 40 years because they are murmuring, because uh, they are complaining, because they are not thankful for God raining down man, manna and quail. They are complaining about what they used to have in Egypt. And so God lets them wander for 40 years. And that's the wilderness period. For 40 years, they are wandering in the wilderness. What should have taken them 40 days takes them 40 years, right? So finally, finally, after the wilderness period, there is the conquest period. 
because what happens? Moses dies. Moses dies and it, it was at the um, uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, I believe. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two. Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two, and this is where. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I got the wrong chapter. Here we go. Chapter eight, verse two. This is where. Um, says, thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know that was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no, right? Uh, Moses is, is giving, giving his closing sermons. He's reminding the children of Israel, the Hebrew people, what they have been through before he dies. He's telling them, look, God brought us out of Egypt. God led us uh, faithfully uh, through this land. And, and though we've been doing this for 40 years, um, uh, God has been faithful to us. And then he finally, by the end of Deuteronomy, they, uh, uh, Moses dies and you know who comes upon the scene, right? Joshua. Joshua comes upon the scene as Moses dies. And you know what Joshua does. Joshua crosses, uh, Joshua crosses uh, the Jordan River. If we can get back to the uh, timeline. There is then the conquest because Moses says, look, I've come as far as I can go. I see the promised land, but I can't go over there with you. I've, I've done all I can do. The Lord has let me see, see it, but he's also told me I'm not going to go in and possess it with you. But there's another guy who's coming after me. His name is what? Joshua. Joshua comes upon the scene. He rises up and he leads the children of Israel then into Canaan. Um, the promised land. You remember they uh, march around the walls of Jericho and the walls come tumbling down. Y'all remember all of this, right? Yeah. And so Joshua, there's the period of the conquest where the, the promised land, the land that God had promised them is now theirs and they must go in and take possession of it. You remember they, they, they send spies into the land and and the spies come back and tell them that there are giants in the land. It, it's a great land. It's got uh, wonderful grapes and it's got all of this, but there are giants in the land. Uh, and the, so they come back with a negative report. Y'all remember all that. And then, and then, and then there is the period of the judges. After Joshua fades from the scene, after he dies, there is then the period of the judges. The judges include people like Deborah. Uh, Barak, um, uh, Samson. Samson is the most famous one, um, uh, but Gideon uh, is a judge. Um, and so and so you have this long line of judges who uh, who who basically govern this new nation that has come in and possessed the promised land. I, and and. I'm, I'm not going to even get into the fact uh, that 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 God uses a woman by the name of Deborah uh, to be a judge in the name. That that's a whole nother story. But but I'm glad Women's Day is coming up uh, because because I need I need you to know that God uses women in powerful ways. I I'm I just stand on that. I just stand on that. Amen. I I believe that. I don't. I believe the Bible teaches that and supports that. Amen. 
So, so um, uh, Deborah, Gideon, um, Samson is the most famous judge. Uh, and then it's after Samson dies. After Samson dies. And you remember he has a pretty, um, pretty horrific death. He, he kills some Philistines, but if you remember, he, his hair is cut and his strength is gone and, and uh, they make uh, a mockery of Samson. Uh, but before he dies, he, he, he kills a number uh, of the Philistines as well. And then we enter this period called the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom is uh, the, the moment when you leave the judges and you enter into the kings. Why is this important? Because you remember what happened. Uh, the nation of Israel was saying, they were looking at all the other nations and saying, all the other nations have kings. They don't have judges. They have kings. We want some kings. We want a king. Give us a king, right? And so you have what's called the United Kingdom. The first king being Saul. You have Saul, David, and Samuel. I, I'm sorry, and Solomon. Samuel actually is the one who anoints, uh, who anoints the kings. Um, uh, Samuel, you remember, he goes and he finds. Um, um, you remember, he's looking for uh, the next king. You remember, uh, uh, Saul has disappointed the Lord, uh, and and David go. I, I'm sorry, Samuel goes looking for the next king, and he tells him to go to Jesse's house. Remember that? So this is the period of the kings. There are only three under the United Kingdom. This is a period of about 120 years. And then after Solomon, Solomon, you remember, was a great king. He had the more wisdom than anyone ever. But when Solomon dies, his son takes over. And this begins the divided kingdom. The divided kingdom represents Israel to the north and Judah to the south. Rehoboam, Rehoboam is, is um, uh, Samuel's, I keep saying Samuel, Solomon's son. And, and when he takes over, he's not a good king. He's not like Solomon at all. And so there is this revolt where 10 of the tribes of Israel say, we don't want you. We're rejecting you as our king. And they split. They become the northern nation, Israel. And then the two tribes that are left become the southern nation, Judah. So you've got Israel at the north. You've got Judah at the top. Ten tribes at the north. Two tribes at the south. Okay. Um, you've got Rehoboam. Um, um, and you've got Jeroboam. Jeroboam. Uh, at the north, uh, and Jeroboam at the north in Israel, they go through about 19 kings in the northern part of Israel, and in, in the northern part of the kingdom. All 19 of those kings are evil. All 19 of the kings in, in the northern part of the kingdom are evil kings. In the southern part, you have 20 kings, and I think, I thought I may have put it on there, maybe I didn't, but uh, I, um, I think there are about 14, I've got it right, 
14 of them are evil. So you got some who are good, uh, way more than, than you had in, in the Northern Kingdom, right? Um, but you, you've, got this, you've got this period now where the kingdom is split, it's divided, and they're being ruled by evil kings. So guess what's happening? You know what's happening. God begins to send his prophets to these kings. This is when you get the, the major and the minor prophets. Because God is saying, hey, all these evil kings, one after another, after another, you need to turn back to the Lord. And so you get Isaiah, you get Jeremiah, you get Daniel, you get all of them saying, come back to God. In both kingdoms, the, the north and the south. In fact, in fact, the very next period, because there is this, this falling away from God, eventually God says, that's enough. That's enough. And he uses now the Assyrian Empire and the Babylonian Empire to judge his own people. So you have the Assyrian um, conquest and you have the Babylonian conquest. Both of them come in, the Assyrians come in and, and they captured uh, Israel, the Northern Kingdom. Babylon comes in, they capture the Southern Kingdom, Judah. And both of them, both of them are scattered throughout Assyria and Babylon. So you have this scattering of the nation that was once united. It then divides into two, Northern and Southern. And then because they just turned their back to God, God says, okay, I got something for you. Assyria and Babylon come in, capture both of them, and then deport them across Assyria and Babylon. So you have Jews scattered everywhere. And Jeremiah, one of the prophets, basically says to them in this scattering moment, in this scattering period, listen, we, I told y'all this Sunday, we're going to be here a while. Settle down, build houses, plant vineyards, because we're going to be here at least 70 years. Why? Because you turn your back to God. And in fact, that's what happens. They're in the exile, exilic period, the exile for 70 years. Jeremiah 25 and 11. Jeremiah 25 and 11 actually gives you when Jeremiah is giving you that. Are we making sense, y'all? I'm sorry. I told you I was going to try to give the, the story of the Bible. I told you I was going to do it in 10 minutes. I'm taking longer. And this whole land shall be a desolation and an, and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. That's Jeremiah, right? We're going to be here a while. And it shall come to pass when 70 years are accomplished, right? He's saying we're going to be here. for, And in fact, that's what happens. They stay in exile scattered across Assyria and Babylon for 70 years. After the exile, there then is what's called your, your return. Because um, God uh, allows the people to repopulate Jerusalem. 
and he he turns the heart of the king of Persia, and the king of Persia basically says, "Y'all go back to y'all's homeland." And you remember Nehemiah leads them back, Ezra leads them back, Zerubbabel leads them back. There are three uh, returns, three groups, three moments of time, three waves, you might say, of return of the Jews back to their homeland. Nehemiah is probably the most popular one because that's when they rebuild the burned down walls. But Ezra is is important too because they he rebuilds the temple and restores this kind of 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 high uh value upon the word of god we preached that a couple of weeks ago right where remember ezra reads the word and they stand up during the reading of god's word why because they've been in exile for so long and they're saying listen we we're gonna honor god we've learned our lesson we're gonna honor god and that is the old testament that's the story of the old testament that's the story of the old testament then you have this intertestamental period, which is 400 years of no revelation. Basically, this is when God is silent. There's no open revelation. There's no new revelation. There is, there is, there is the waiting for the Messiah. And then after that is the New Testament, y'all. And it's just three parts to the New Testament. They're just three periods. Three periods, and we're done. There's the Messianic period which is the life of Jesus. Jesus comes, he's born, right? It is the long-awaited Messiah. He's been prophesied about by, by, by Isaiah, by, uh, by, 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 by Micah. Uh, he, he, we, and, and, the, and the Jews have been waiting for this Messiah. So when he comes, the gospels tell the story of, of the life, the times, the ministry, and the message of Jesus Christ. That's the Messianic period. After the Messianic period, there is the church age, which is after Jesus leaves and returns to heaven, right? He says, listen, I want you to go and preach this gospel to all nations, right? He, he says, first wait for the, go and wait for the, for the power of the Holy Ghost, right? But then, he says, I want you to spread the gospel to all to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And so there is this church age where the church is born. The, the, the church comes to life. Um, and so uh, uh, you have that in the Acts of the Apostles. The book of Acts tells us about the church the early church, how it came to be, the challenges of the early church, the, 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 the uh, problem that they had with the Grecian widows and, and, and how they determined to uh, appoint apostles to, to this work and, and call men who were filled with the Holy Spirit to do this work. So there is the church age. And we, and in the church age, there is the the, the, the missionary journeys of Paul, they're the letters of the, the, the apostles, Paul being one of the apostles, but there's also the letters of Peter, the letters of James, right? So that's the church age. And then y'all, there's just one thing left. So in the New Testament, you've got four books of the gospel. You've got one book of history, the, the church, 
the, the Acts of the Apostle. You've got 21 letters from Paul, Peter, James, and John. And then you've got one book left. That's the book of Revelation. It's called apocryphal literature. And a lot of people look at it and say it's spooky and it's scary and all of that. It's not. It's the final book that simply tells us we win. We win. And folks, if you hadn't figured it out, we've gone through this timeline. I need you to see something. After the church age, there's just one period left. The return, the tribulation, and the rapture. Here's the point. Do you see how close we are? Do, do you understand why, why people say, have, your, have your, your, your business fixed, get your house in order? I mean, folks, between the church age and the return and the tribulation and the rapture, that's it. Now, now we don't know when this is going to happen. But we do know that that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. And we win. So if you get these periods, if you get these periods, you get the whole story of the Bible, the Old and the New Testament. And that's it. That's it. We just went through the whole Bible, y'all. And we're going to read it, but, but if you get those periods locked in your mind, you just, you know the story of the Bible. Bless his, bless his name. But I'm through, y'all. Y'all can go shout about that. You, you just went through the whole Bible without reading it, but, but get ready to read it. Amen? Amen. That's the story. That's the story of the old and the New Testament. I pray that you got it. I got to get out of here for tonight, y'all. But 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 I'm excited about what we're doing. I pray that it is blessing you. Uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep plugging along. Listen, stay with your 28 days. We're we we just have a few more days left with our videos. Uh, I pray that that's been blessing you. It's been blessing me. I've heard it before uh, several times, but I'm I'm listening to it again. And every time I hear it, uh, it it's just blessing me. So. I pray that it's doing the same for you. Again, remember, uh, we're, we're on each morning at 6 a.m. for our prayer conference call. We invite you to come and join us and get your day started off with prayer each and every morning. This coming fourth Sunday, y'all, it's fourth Sunday. You know it's Youth Sunday, so you know what we do. Our young people do it big. They do it good, and we're going to get excited. Also, our young people are, I, I believe this is the Sunday where uh, during Sunday school, uh, they have a presentation on Black history, so we invite you to come, all of our parents, to come and share in the Black history moment this Sunday for during our Sunday school hour. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Love you. We will see you on Sunday. God bless. Take care.